We are live. <laughs> we are live. Special episode. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! You know why? Because <laughs> we got we got our favorite politician, Joe Collins. Joe Collins, and he's not Joe wearing Collins. a suit. Joe Collins. He's not wearing exactly. a suit and tie. He's wearing the Superman shirt. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He uh-huh. is. So, uh, a little bit about Joe. Uh, he was in the United States military for 13 years. You've served like in. You went on tours, like in, you told me, in uh, Qatar and then Fallujah and all these different uh, places here in our parts of the world. Yeah. And uh, now you've become a politician, which is, you know, it's not bad, to be honest, like yeah. you're getting involved in politics. So, so why? why? Why did you decide to be a politician? Uh, the, to be honest, like, you know, you saw, I saw President Trump running for for office because he wanted to make a change. And then I started to notice that the young people's voices were not being heard, you know, here in America. I mean, we have a lot of issues with young people, especially when it comes to uh, the way our country is moving uh, forward. And just, we have old politicians who just don't get it. I mean, but these guys then came in office when we didn't even have, you know, cell phones and everything. And so the way they're running our country right now is not conducive to a productive, uh, positive, um, you know, way to move forward and so i want to be that change i want to be the change i want to be like the person that or the influence that young people look up to in order to get into politics to make the change that our community needs especially here in america awesome okay. what are the issues you said sorry what are the issues you said that like mainly plague our young communities that need change right now right now in america some of the biggest issues that we have right now are you know, having quality jobs, quality education, that one is definitely key. Mm-hmm. Um, opportunities, opportunities for us to be able to move forward, opportunities for us to be able to, to get ahead. And then even when it comes to like international foreign policy, right, we don't have any productive foreign policy that can unite all nations. So I know, you know, you guys are young, you know, just like myself. And so why are we living under the same uh, rules that people who are older where they had all this friction uh, are still living under. I think that we need to start moving forward because, I mean, like just having an avenue where people can connect the world and start to see uh, different lifestyles from across the country, I think that's key. I think it's key in, in moving forward. And I think if people in America start to see how, you know, other people live in other countries, then it will give us a better outlook on life and make us appreciate what we have here in America because a lot of people don't get those same freedoms or, or liberties that we get here. Okay, uh, so I'm not too deeply in depth. I don't know what the word is here. Like I, I'm with American politics. I just know like surface level information, and I, I honestly don't think I can be blamed because I'm not from there, right? <laughs> so, from 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 what I know is there are three parties. There are the Democrats, the Republicans, and then there's like a I think a liberal party. I'm not too sure. So you got is the it, Democrats, the Republicans, and Independents, but they have hundreds of different parties that people make up every single day, and they try to make their party relevant. But the two main parties are the Democrats and the Republicans. And the Republicans, and, yes. But it's, and what's the difference, if you don't mind me asking? Because mm-hmm. I that's honestly a good question. don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the difference is um, <laughs> <laughs> one of them has this thing to where the Democrats feel like the government is supposed to control every aspect of a person's life. The okay. Republicans are like, we need smaller government and, and we need to be able to make our own money by ourselves, like capitalists, you know? And so I think th- those are the biggest differences. Democrats want to control everything about your life. Republicans would rather let you live free and figure it out on your own. Okay. And w- 
I, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this because again, I'm not too sure. But which 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 one are you? <laughs> I'm a Republican. I'd rather have smaller government and and okay, on our own. Fair. So so how come? Like, why why do you think we need this? Uh, like uh, smaller governments, you know, mm -hmm. let the people figure it out. Like, what's what's so good about that? Well, I, I've never seen any government do anything right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if the you look at the American government, we're in debt, you know, $20 trillion. And so why would I trust anybody who can't balance a checkbook to balance my life? You know, it doesn't make sense to me. Anytime okay. you get any, any benefits from the government, you get any programs from the government, they always want something to return. And those things that they want to return are like your rights. You know, they want to stop you from doing whatever it is that you want to. And so with America, we're supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave and, and all of these things. You can't do that with the government controlling your life. So I'd rather move the government out of my life so I can live my life according to, you know, our God. And our God says that he's first and we don't bow to no man. And, you know, we have to work hard to make our own lifestyle. And I'd rather work hard to make my own life, lifestyle than have someone take my rights in order to give me something that they think I need. You know, you know what, Joe, I, what, the thing with politics is that I feel like the past four years, especially, it's spread through like every field of like entertainment, and sports, uh -huh. I can't play a video game without it being like trying to take a stance and being political or watch a movie. Um, why? <laughs> yeah, or like sports, right? Like now in sports, they have like Black Lives Matter everywhere, right? It's just like in every aspect of our society, it's kind of social media. I don't think BLM is political, to be honest. I think it's just asking for something simple. When, like I'm so, going to be str Listen, yeah, people fair. who are watching us mm -hmm. uh, this episode, mm -hmm. I'm going to be extremely honest here. That's fair. Yeah. No, so that, you want to cancel honest. me? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I'm going to be like extremely like, honest. honest. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I don't think BLM is, is political. They're right. trying to be. BLM is definitely trying to be political. I think one of the big things about BLM is that, you know, they have a lot of people, organizations that is that has infiltrated uh, BLM and it started the destruction of, you know, property and buildings. And the thing that I have, the concerns that I have with Black Lives Matter, BLM, whatever you want to call it, is that, you know, you look at the people who protested back in the days. They had some type of legislation that they wanted to pass or some type of goal or agenda that was already written down to where they can hand whoever they're protesting against and say, look, these are what we want. This is what we want removed when it comes to a legislative standpoint. Martin Luther King, you know, he had legislation that he wanted to pass, the Civil Rights Act, and he could have kept, you know, going and going, but he was murdered. Um, we don't have that right now. We have a lot of people who are actually the same people who have never took any steps to improve the situation, get rid of laws that are ineffective or create laws that will benefit us to solve the problem uh, that they have right now. And if you have a person who has proven to not be able to do anything for you, proven that they don't want to do anything for you, what do you think protesting and then asking them to do something for you is going to accomplish? Absolutely nothing. I mean... You, you were kind of fast there. I'm sorry. I couldn't keep up. I'm very like, I'm, I'm a little uh, bit like, slow so in a nutshell, mm -hmm. they're asking the people who oppress them to help them. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. I feel like, yeah. well, that's, that's kind of <laughs> stupid. Like, again, again, I'm being honest here. That's, that's a little stupid, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, the people yeah. who are oppressing you are oppressing you. They're not going to help mm -hmm. you. So why would exactly. you ask them? It's like asking your bully to stop. No, you got to find something that's above that mm -hmm. bully, you know? Exactly. That's exactly. Not gonna yeah. Not type of solutions. These it's are the solutions fair. that we want to give you that you can fix. It's easy stuff. Nobody yeah. does it. Everybody want to complain about everything. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, uh, 
Obviously, as soon as uh, America elected Donald J. Trump as their president, I lost faith in all politicians again. <laughs> I'm going to be extremely because mm-hmm. it's like it's, we have we have a saying in Arabia. It's uh, I'll translate it to English. It's um, polit. Uh, what was it? In wars, finding your enemy is easy because he who holds the sword against you is your enemy. But politics is bitter. Because everyone is saying what you're saying, but they all mean different things. What do you What do you think about that statement? I think it's a it's a pretty accurate statement. And you know, and another thing in politics, you can't tell who's your enemy and who's not your enemy because one day, you know, you you have an issue with a person, and and then the next week they're your friend. So it's just, it's hard to decipher. It's hard to tell. But I agree Fair. with that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, or why people don't trust them? yeah people don't trust the government right like more than ever now so why should we trust you and how can you help us i guess trust <laughs> I like the question. government some more mm-hmm. because the majority of our government officials are old i think we as young people need mm-hmm. to start stepping up and and taking these leadership roles within our government so we can make the changes that we want to see i mean we can't trust the older politicians to do what's right so we have to stand up and do what's right you know, yeah, I think that's fair. So let's let's look at here. I, I just to help me understand the political views in American societies. Uh, let's look at the demographics. So what's uh, does does anyone here know like the <laughs> how do I say this? The what age mm-hmm. comparison of how like old people to young people. Who's more? Yeah, I think the young people are. Uh, outliving the older people because they're old you know you got the baby boomers those are everybody who's like 60 and above they're dying off right now and so the older population is shrinking and the younger population is growing i think the median age right now in california will be like 43 44. Uh Mm uh-huh so do you think there are more younger people is that what you're saying oh yeah definitely more younger people in california okay Mm -hmm. well here, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pull up a graph real quick, okay. just to help us like understand. That. I think it's called the census, if I'm <laughs> not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So here, uh, let's try and understand this graph together because honestly, I'm very bad at graphs, and it's the reason why I'm not getting any good grades in med school. So, <laughs> uh, so. Here, according to this graph right here, I don't know. Is anyone here good at graphs, or should I just try and look for an easy? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This one, this one is older. That's from two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. I see, and this leans older. Um, I mean, the twenty twenty one isn't coming anytime soon, is it? It's like now no, we can we can look on like Google or something like that. I fair, that's fair. Okay, uh, age and sex by twenty nineteen. Here, this should be the one, I guess. Here we go. Yeah, so, we go. Uh, okay. I mean, according to this, you know, it's your tech, not technically, you're, you're right. It's like, <laughs> there are more young people. There are more young people <laughs> by a margin too. It's mm-hmm. like not mm-hmm. even that hard to read this graph, you know? Mm-hmm. So why is it that old people struggle to talk, like face the issues of young people? Um, because they're stuck in their ways. Only thing they know is, is one way and they hate change because they like to stick to what makes them comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. We grew up in an information uh, technology age and we don't have a problem with, you know, shifting gears to technologi- uh, technology so we can move forward. Fair. But uh, here we call this tradition. 
it's uh, sticking to the ways of our ancestors and their old ways, you know, and that helps us. That I think that helps remove the generational gap between the young and the old is when we, the young, keep holding on to our roots and decisions making, basing it all on tradition, culture, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, whatever have you, you know, it's like, I think, I think like that could, do you think this is a possible solution? Cause I think it's a possible solution. Um, to have a- I would like to stick to the values, but when it comes to tradition, I mean, everything changes. Uh, I mean, you see back in the days they didn't have cars. We have cars now. So if you want to stick to tradition, you know, get rid of the cars, get rid of the technology and, and, and keep walking in sandals like they did with Jesus Christ. I mean, we're, we're way beyond that. As people get smarter, people get more advanced. We have more technology. I think change is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I want to ask you about, so technology is really affecting like jobs nowadays, especially now with COVID, right? People don't trust a lot of people. So everyone's going to those kiosks, like those self-serve kiosks, right? A lot of my friends, have lost their jobs here in Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> what are people going to do if they're not working? And yes, that's, that's a great question because mm-hmm. right now they're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to you know moving over into a technology age, I mean, even right now with COVID, if you have a, a tech job, I think you're solid. You can work from home. But if you have like a, a business where you have to actually go into your shop every day or, or something of that nature. You kind of screwed right now because, you know, Gavin Newsom shut down the entire state. Mm-hmm. Most businesses can't open, so everybody's struggling. So I think this is a test to figure out, you know, different avenues that we can take in order to, to move forward in the future, at least have a plan if something like this happens again. So I, I don't have a legitimate answer for you. What I do know mm-hmm. is we should have quality jobs so people wouldn't have to worry whenever the state is shut down. So they can have money saved up and, and things like that. We don't have that. I understand you're saying people should have quality jobs, but what are the jobs that you're referring to <laughs> that people can oh. get that don't have access to? Yeah. Tech tech is number one. Technology mm-hmm. isn't going anywhere. Um, transportation, that's another industry that isn't going anywhere. We have a huge aerospace industry that we're working on right now. They're mm-hmm. never going anywhere. So jobs like this, construction jobs, construction jobs like hit or miss depending on uh, how much infrastructure is being built throughout the throughout the state, um, but any jobs in technology, I mean, you're going to go a long way. Technology and transportation; those are the two industries that's never leaving. So we need to up those uh, in in our area, especially here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you talk about technology, teaching like technology, but I feel like a lot of a lot of people don't have the education to work uh-huh. in technology, right? There are a lot of homeless people here, Joe, <laughs> a lot. And it's increasing, right? I've been meaning to ask you about this. So what, what happened? Why are there so many homeless people, thousands and thousands of people in downtown LA? And what can we do about it? The cost of living in California is entirely too high, which mm-hmm. contributes to the, to the homeless population. A lot of people, you know, we have people who have mental illness as well, who need help. They need mental health facilities. And so, you know, we have to be able to find a solution to reopen mental health facilities to put people who need these, uh, who need these services in and allow them to complete their training and not be able to check themselves out prior to the completion of their training. Um, also, we have, to, we have to get California back in line with the federal constitution when it comes to tax. The amount of taxes that we pay, the amount of taxes that are burdened to us, um, people who live in California is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that contributes to the increase in cost of living here in California. And so we have to get them back in line to the lower cost of living so people can start affording to, uh, you know, get housing, you know, apartments, condos, buy a house if that's 
uh, you know, feasible for you. And, and also bringing back quality jobs back to uh, Los Angeles as well, California itself. I think that's one of the biggest ways that we, we can solve the majority of the homeless uh, crisis. I mean, I think the, another issue I see in the United States from an outside point of view is that it's a bit too divided. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like you have so many states and they're all kind of individual, but not really. And it's all under one flag and one country and one government that's also not even unified. And it's like, how did this happen? That's, that's what I want to know. How is it, why is it so divided into so many like conservatives, liberals, you have your Democratic, your Republican, then you have all these different 50 states and then it's like yeah. different politicians and different. So why mm. is it this divided? I think from my perspective, the reason why a lot of things are divided is because everybody want to be right and everybody want to prove that they're right with their own ideology. And, you know, I think one thing people have to understand is sometimes you need to mind your own business. You know, and you can't force your ideologies on anybody else. You can't force your points of views on anybody else. You can't force your religion, your uh, your sexual preference, your educational preferences on everybody else. Like, mind your business and live your life and let everybody live their life without trying to judge them every time they turn around. 100%. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's a lot of head-butting with mm-hmm. the I'm right, no, I'm right, and not, okay, let's have a adult level conversations because again no offense to you but like even the, the 2016 elections when they were having their debate it's not, it was a joke <laughs> it was <laughs> it's reality it was TV. even the 2020 elections like the, yeah you know it's Hillary Clinton was crooked she's one of the crookedest politicians that we've ever had so it was easy to turn her into a joke she's talking about mm. policy that she one doesn't understand and two she you know was able to corrupt herself and then you have donald trump who's like well i'll talk trash about hillary clinton and win because everybody likes to trash talk so he he was a man child (laughs) no joke listen i'm sorry if you support him he was a man child dude Mm -hmm. uh i don't know i think Mm -hmm. when you so when you have a politician like hillary clinton and nobody likes hillary clinton you know uh, what Donald Trump did was very effective. I don't think it had to do with him being a man-child or anything, but I think that we needed that shakeup. Everybody want to be the best politician, the most politically correct, and we didn't need that anymore. We need somebody who's going to speak the truth and speak it from their mind in a manner that a lot of people can understand. Mm-hmm. We speak of politicians in, in America like it's nobody's business. The traditional politicians, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Adam Schiff, the people who can put on a suit and lie to your face, we're, we're sick of that. Like, give me the brutal, honest truth, and regardless if I like it or not, you know. And Hillary Clinton was a definite liar. I know I was in, I was in the in AUE whenever she was, uh, whenever she was Secretary of State, and she was leaving our people hanging on a regular basis. That thing she did in Benghazi and Africa and all across the, 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 the world, that was, that was absolutely ridiculous. Nobody, I would never vote Hillary Clinton to office because she's a liar. She mm-hmm. lies to your face, period. And Donald Trump, he may not have all the information. He may not have all the best answers, but at least he's not the person to sit around and talk forever. He'll mm-hmm. talk if the idea sounds good, he'll shoot, regardless if the idea is a good idea or not. And I think that we need more people like that. We need more people to take action because we have, we've had, I mean, like I'm running against Maxine Waters. She's been the same person since 76 since she first got elected into office when she was an assemblywoman. She got into Congress in, in 92. We have had no economic development. I mean, like all she does is talk, 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 
But when it comes to creating some type of quality, uh, improving the quality of life for people in the district or creating opportunities, she's done nothing. Dude, I think it's because of how much she's been talking. Like, she, she ran out of energy to do it, you know? I guess that's... Yeah, no, I'm all for young people joining into the political scene. But the thing is, uh, how do I say this? I don't want to guide them into the waters, you know? Yeah. I don't want kids and, like, young people to get into the politics in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want them to just be the next Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. Uh, yeah. What's that old Jewish guy? Um, Bernie. <laughs> Yeah, him. What's his name? Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ber Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't want it to be the same thing. I, I, because let's be honest, the United States literally rule the world, dire whether directly or indirectly. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. If it's not military strength, it's uh, decisions, it's culture, impact, it's mm -hmm. culture, it's whatever, you know? So, it sucks from my point of view to just watch people like electing the wrong people all the time and like the rest of the world kind of has to suffer, but mm -hmm. not really, which is, which is why I'm not too into politics in the first place because it's very, yeah. is technical mm -hmm. the word? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's you guys very, like, out there is, is totally different from the way our government is ran out here because I think if, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, like you guys have your government, but then you have your, your sheiks as well, right? Your sheiks, your kings and, what our government runs is basically it's like a hierarchy of a picture triangle. At the very yeah. top sits the emir. Mm. You know, he, he is at the very top. Now, what happens is we have the members of parliament. Yeah. We elect the members of parliament ourselves, right, from each district. They converse, they talk, they come out with a legislation. When they do, it's signed off by the emir. Now, he has, he, does, he cannot intervene unless they're at a stalemate where they cannot decide and they cannot come to a conclusion or it's it's such a wacky legislation that's like the people aren't all for it that's when he intervenes he says for he says you guys no this is not happening think of something else mm -hmm. or if a decision can be made he makes the decision yeah you know that's, that's so this true. is how we're set up mm -hmm. That's that's how it's it runs around here. So how does how does it work for you guys when we talk no, about totally, politics? Totally different. <laughs> yeah. If you if you don't mind me asking, Joey, what's your role? Like, what would you be your role as a congressman in politics? Like, what what uh, strings oh, do you have? Mm -hmm. It would be like part of the parliament. Mm -hmm. I see. You know, and so mm -hmm. uh, the people who make the rules. So I think the only difference between is theirs and, and and ours is. The people here in, in our U.S. House of Representatives, they don't get along. Everybody, <laughs> everybody thinks that their policy is Listen, like, okay. no one gets along in politics, not even here. Mm -hmm. Here, they don't get along. Honestly, go mm -hmm. type in uh, quits. Uh, <laughs> they're fighting all the damn time, and they're screaming, they're screaming over each other. They're not mm -hmm. even talking, you know? Yeah. So it's it, it, wherever you go in the world, politics is the same on that basis. No yeah. one gets along, right? Yeah. But... <laughs> That's what it is. Who gets to intervene politics. in Congress? Yeah, we're know? trying to pull politics a little bit out of all our lives, right? Trying to have a smaller, more limited government. What, yeah, like, uh, what? Let's talk back. about like what parts of government do you think, um, or what do you think government should affect in our lives? Like education, should government uh, have a say in like schooling or? Sometimes it, it just it just depends because I think the education uh, in America is so it's it's old. 
is older and skewed towards um, misinformation, if I can. Mm -hmm. Because every time you look through history, history is constantly changing based off the information that we find, but the education system is never uh, updated. And so that's one of the biggest issues that we have. So I think that government should manage businesses, businesses, companies, corporations. I don't think so much people, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's where I, I draw the line. When government starts to interfere in people's personal lives, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Government like, you said government should manage, manage business. It's not like the old approach where just like government should not have anything to do with it. Free market. You think that there should be some checks and balances? Well, free, free market, that's different. Like, you know, where you can sell, where you can buy, that's, that's totally different. But when it comes to regulating businesses, um, I think the government absolutely should regulate businesses when it comes to uh, setting, you know, federal wages, when it comes to different perks and benefits that, that businesses have, especially when it comes to autonomy uh, that businesses claim to have. I think that's where the government should have its most influence, its most regulations on. Sorry right. about that. All right, cool. All right. And we're talking about in division. You said like politicians are kind of not div- like they're kind of divided everywhere around the world, just politicians, right? right? I feel like now, like our youth, like me, my friends, like me and Ali are open minded. We've had people from all walks of life, like on the show. We love talking to people of different backgrounds, but a lot of people our age will not even speak to someone from the other side. What happened to our communities? <laughs> Where, yeah, and how do we like, I don't know, this, these things aren't normal, right? I think the news and the, and the media messed up our communities. Uh, I, just people need to start being more open-minded, you know, towards their beliefs, towards what everybody else believes and be willing to listen and use like legitimate rationale when it comes to creating points of views. And we're missing that right now. So you think logic is uh, like completely, <laughs> like, like when we're talking to each other, uh, especially in politics, people are irrational when they, Yeah. converse right because i agree with you i'm going to be 100 like a lot of times you talk to people who are deep into politics and they're just pulling stuff out their ass and they're like <laughs> you know what no you're wrong this is not right you know it's it's not mm-hmm. like i never sat with, this is why i don't like to talk about politics especially mm-hmm. on the show but it's good to talk to someone who's a like actual politician to like discuss and see where things went wrong so mm-hmm. usually there's no give and take is the Arabic term for it when we're talking about politics. It's, it's, as you said, it's always headbutting, mm. right? So, like... I, I wouldn't say it has to be headbutting. Sorry, I'll, I'll disagree. I don't think that every politician ever <laughs> is a, like, you know... I mean, there are some great superheroes like Joe here. And, like, <laughs> I think we just need leaders, right? I feel like in a time like COVID, we're just all left hanging, is yeah. what happened. We all lost our jobs and have no money and we were told not to work and sit at home. But then what? <laughs> Are we going to pay our bills? Exactly. Right? And like no one's taking, no one's standing up for the people. No one's, like if we have true leaders in our communities that like really like, you know, fight for the people, then we'll, tr- we'll have a little more trust in politicians. But right now I feel like no one has my back. Neither the Democrats have my back, neither Republicans, you know, or like it just, I'm left hanging. So yeah, well, what's uh, yes, your take on leadership? Mm-hmm. You're from the you're from the military background. You think like how did I don't know? Tell us about leadership and uh, I'll tell you what we've been able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the communities in like five or six different locations throughout mm-hmm. the 43rd district um, because you know COVID 19 has shut everything down. From a leadership perspe- perspective, when I'm looking um, into situations, especially like COVID 19 
And just the, the outlook on COVID-19 from our leaders we have now is completely ridiculous. Shut down everything, don't go to work. We don't have a cure. Don't know when the cure is going to be in sight. Um, you have an immune system that they don't want you to use. You know, it's just like, you know, what, what are you really going to do? The first couple of months, first 90 days, you know, 60 days, 30 days, fine. Fine, shut everything down. But if you're looking into the future, you don't see a cure in sight. Open it back up. I mean, people are going to die from COVID-19 just like people die from car accidents. There's nothing that you can do. Nobody ever shut a state down because of a car accident. People are killed more in car accidents than they have from COVID-19. So, you know, let people take their chance and build that immune system up. And so they can have... <laughs> no, that's the, not how it works. Antibodies to, to, ...to deal with it, you know? You catch it one time, your body builds up the immunities and everybody's good to go. People are going to die, you know, period. Everybody always talks about, no, oh, we got 5 million infections, but nobody ever talks about the 99.9% .9 of the people who, you know, survived COVID-19. They want to talk about the people who they can say died from COVID-19, even though we know those numbers are inaccurate. In the United States, those numbers are inaccurate, maybe, but worldwide, uh, it's pretty accurate, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Now, you say, you know what? whatever just let the people go out but no that's that's not the right thing to do and i'll be upfront and honest from a medical point of view okay from from what i've studied from what i've learned like the best way to beat a pandemic is the ways that people started off with that's why you have countries like jordan new zealand germany and all these people jordan zeroed out their cases their life is back to normal you know you have countries like new zealand germany they're almost flat like flattening the curve Right, I think is the term they're using now in, in the news. That's the term everybody's using. <laughs> think, think about it. First off, what is the curve? What are we identifying the curve by? Mm -hmm. the okay, the curve is the number of how, infections. How, how can you zero out an, an infection? Okay, I'll tell you. No. We'll take Jordan as a prime example because they did, they did it, it right. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they're zero. So yeah. I'm pretty sure they did something right, you know? Yeah, so uh, here's what they did. On the first day, as soon as they recorded the first infection, they shut down everything. No one's allowed to leave their homes, you know. They started a little delivery thing where it's like, we'll supply you with necessary food boxes for you to live off of for the next week or two, right? And they kept going on that route. They, the government was completely taken over by the military, Right. So they ran everything from uh, food delivery, you know, the law enforcement, uh, medical aid, transportation, completely taken over. And they zeroed out the case way before anyone else ever did. So let me ask you a question. How cool. many people lives in Jordan? A lot. How many a lot. They're, pull it up. Pull so the how, many were, up. how many people were tested, actually tested? Mm. Uh, everyone. Literally, it's either you're tested or you're staying at home. In case you have it and you can't afford to be tested. We can so, <laughs> well, yeah. It's both schedule right here. Here. <laughs> uh, population <laughs> of, of Jordan, right? Let's look mm -hmm. at that here. So, they got 10 like 10 million, right? What's the population of California? <laughs> 36 million okay <laughs> okay. okay that's okay. fine so so it's it's the same concept it's no, the same no, concept no, no, you gotta how many people actually tested how many people mm -hmm. were tested for COVID-19 how many people were tested in Jordan yeah
No, no, COVID, COVID nineteen, not SARS COVID two. That's the same thing. Let's see if it'll pop up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which one. Should we go about this? Sure. This is, this is our world or whatever. Let's see. Uh, uh, Confirm cases. Wait, what? No, this is not the right. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at this one then. Okay, so... Uh, well, I can't find it, but I know that a lot of people tested for it. And like, well, what what are you trying to say, Joe? You think not enough people are tested for it? Like we're testing no, way more here. We have the best no, test. What, here. I, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that you can say that they flatten the curve, but I can say that they stop reporting, mm-hmm. right? Because why, like just you know a couple a month ago, they're oh we created a cheaper, faster way to get tested. So it tells me a lot of people have not been getting tested in Jordan. Mm-hmm. So. Just like if we stop testing the United States, we can say, oh, we flatten the curve, or we have we have zero reported cases, yada, yada, yada. If you're not testing, of course you're going to have zero reported cases. Mm-hmm. You know, we have 360 million people that live in the United States. And we're not going to test all of those people. Five, five million people who tested positive for COVID-19 out of 360 million people who live in the United States gives us like what point? I can't, I can't find it. Exactly, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. No. Well, it's not because they're not being tested. It's, 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 the way it runs, especially in, in hospital situations, is if you're sick, you go to the hospital, especially in a pandemic, just in case you have it, right? If they find that you have it, they have to record it. There's, there's, there's nothing that allows them not to record these cases, mm-hmm. right? Now, this is something that's now no longer run by individual countries' uh, uh, hospitals. The World Health Organization is actually the ones who are now in charge of the worldwide hospitals and taking control of, especially in our countries. I don't know about the United States, but like in in, in Europe, most I'd say most of Europe and in uh, like Arabia, the World Health Organization is the one taking control. So if there was a case, it would be recorded mm-hmm. directly, right? Because at the end of the day, who are we trying to lie to, you know? Like it's, but why? Because you guys probably don't have a corrupt government. You know, United States have have issues with the World Health Organization. You know what I'm saying? Especially the amount of misinformation that comes from the World Health Organization. That's Mm -hmm. why we pulled out and we stopped funding them. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a difference between was linked to China, where the virus came from. You know what I'm saying? So if you know that the virus came from China and China is, is still, this is like China you know, regardless of what everybody says, like China created the pandemic, then sold products to cure the pandemic, and now they're supposed to be making a, a vaccine for the same, you know, pandemic that they created. So it's just like, for me, it's like an economics issue, right? Mm-hmm. But China you can't say they created it. Money. Huh? Did they, did they create it? I don't think they created it. I just Virus think they... From a lab, apparently, in, in, in Wuhan. Apparently. China. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, oh, we'll, we'll find out soon enough, where, right? Where else did it, where else did it come from? <laughs> All the evidence is saying that it came from a laboratory in Wuhan, China. I haven't heard of this to be honest, and I'm like very up to date with the virus, so I'm not too sure whether what, like that's what products are you referring they're selling. So you said they, they created the virus and they sold us the product. You're talking about masks, yeah, now they masks and PVE. I know Gavin Newsom just spent a billion dollars buying masks from China. And wait, wait he spent a billion dollars, he bought masks from China. For a yeah. billion? Yeah. What? Then, <laughs> you know, yeah, what? I mean, that sounds dumb, but this is the stuff that goes on in the United States. And then it turns around and makes us buy the mask. 
<laughs> you just get a billion dollars of taxpayers' money on a mask. Mm-hmm. Now we have to turn around and buy the mask from you. No wonder if you look at all their Instagram pages, they're all talking about masks all the time, I like Eric Garcetti and Gavin. Just mask. Get a mask. That's the only way to stop it. Who needs and immunity? Who needs, you know, health or well, <laughs> exercise? Let me tell you this. This, this mm-hmm. is this is an uh, insult to injury. They mm-hmm. say wear the mask because the mask works in slowing down the virus and, and flattening whatever curve that they're talking about. Well, they're about to release 18,000 violent criminals back into the streets because of COVID-19. If the masks work, give the, the, give the criminals masks and, and call it a day. They're already confined. You want to stay at home, right? Well, keep the criminals in prison. It's the same thing as staying at home. Give them the mask. Let them wear the mask 24-7. But, why but that's you- not how it works. You wear, you, wear, you wear a mask to prevent it from having, to avoid from it. But if I wear a mask and you're, you're tested positive and I'm like face-to-face close with you, it doesn't matter how many layers of mask I have. Like the chances of me getting it is very high, right? But when you wear mm-hmm. a mask and you keep your distance, the particles get stuck in the mask fibers, right? It's sort yeah. of like standing behind the wall. Mm-hmm. Not, what not do you mean? for virus. If you're talking about spit, yeah, somebody spit getting on you, then yeah, it's absolutely gonna stop it. I study so this, what do you mean not for a virus? <laughs> For a virus, when you have a particle that's mm-hmm. 0.02 microns, you know what I'm saying? It's going straight through that mass. I mean, no, let's, let's, let's take it into a, into a different context, right? Mm-hmm. When you have okay. people, when they wear, when they, when they go into an area and the area is infected, uh, let's look at the CDC. They have a whole bio, a biohazard suit on for viruses, right? They tell us to wear a mask <laughs> for a virus. So okay. how does it make any type of sense for somebody to wear an entire bio suit to go into an area that's infected, but you tell people who are going into areas that are allegedly affected uh, to just to put on a mask? Shouldn't everybody have a whole entire bio I'll tell suit? you how. I'll tell you how. It's, it's very easy and like simple to explain and understand. The people who are working in hospital settings wear a full hazmat suit and all that stuff is because they can't keep constantly cleaning themselves after every single patient. Time is very important when we're dealing with these kinds of diseases, especially, especially lungs and viruses and microorganisms because they act faster than us. They, yeah. they go, like a bacteria split, splits every 20 minutes, the average bacteria. Viruses don't split one or two. They make hundreds of thousands per cell. Now mm-hmm. we, as human beings, have 130 million cells, right? So, it's hard for me to go like, okay, yes, no swab, everything. Okay, sanitizer. Okay, next person. Now, if you gather all these little times you're using to sanitize yourself and all that stuff, right? And you put it together, that's hundreds of thousands of other patients you could have dealt with on that day. Mm-hmm. Instead okay. of, you know, that's one. Two, usage of sanitizers, overusing sanitizers is very dangerous for the health, right? Because end of the day, 130 million cells is what makes us, right? One third of those are human cells. The rest we call natural flora. Mm -hmm. Natural flora help the body. You know, it's like your own little virus that's helping you as a human being. Mm -hmm. Now viruses, like not viruses, uh, sanitation and using these uh, broad spectrum bactericides, they kill natural flora, which can in the end of the day, cause a super infection. That's mm-hmm. why they wear full hazmat suits. Now, you're not dealing with people with COVID on a day-to-day basis. Fuck, even I'm not dealing with them, and I'm a medical student, right? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's why all we wear are masks. masks. Because yeah, I don't, have a day, problem. I don't have a problem wearing a mask. You just If it means that I can go outside and live my life normally again, I am have no mm-hmm. problem wearing a mask. 
But I also don't think health is like stops and starts at COVID. <laughs> I think yeah. the problem is like now we're just like COVID, COVID, COVID. But there's also what about like all the people who are like depressed or suicidal right now or who are like not having the right like physical activity to live a good I agree normal life. You. I, you know? I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But so I, I, I mean, I digress. I mean, if we go back to using your analogy, mm-hmm you know, nurses inside a hospital room use full hazmat suits because the potential of them uh, being affected with some type of disease is prevalent, right? Now you come back to the United States and you see people who you have thousands of people marching and protesting where the virus could be prevalent. How come they're not wearing full hazmat suits? They give you a mask and tell you to keep it moving. So if that was the case where you have thousands of people protesting and nobody's catching COVID-19, is it safe to say that our doctors only need masks? No, it's just that we told, like, not we, because, again, I'm not part of this whole thing. But, like, that's why doctors say, guys, we get it, but it's really not the time to protest because COVID is still a thing, right? But COVID is still a that. thing. Now, it's expensive to buy a hazmat suit. If you can afford it, go ahead. Protest, wear your hazmat suits. That's fine. Uh, out of, like, the population, on average, how many people do you think can afford a hazmat suit? Like a full-blown, <laughs> hospital-grade hazmat think- suit. I think we still have to, before you even answer that question, we still have to go back and look at the recovery rate from people who've been affected with COVID-19, which is still okay. 9.98%. We have a okay. 0.003 to 0.007% death rate from COVID-19. So, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. even if you wear a mask, not wear a mask, wear a full bio suit or not wear a bio suit, I think the whole entire thing is absolutely, you know, crazy. I'm not saying that the virus doesn't exist. I'm not saying that it's dangerous. What I'm saying is that people can recover from it. Okay, people can recover from it. That's fine. But at the end of the day, you might be able to recover from it, right? But imagine you give it to someone who won't be able to, who's immunocompromised. Yeah, but then you have to assume that I have it, which I don't. No, I'm saying if you had it, right? Let's, Let's assume, okay? God hope forbid, you know, God forbid that you catch this virus, right? Yeah, you, you, you're like, sorry. I said, I, I know because I need to win this election. I, can't <laughs> I mean, ex- exactly. Right. Someone like you, you yeah. meet people on a day-to-day basis. You don't know who's immunocompromised or old out of, well, you do know who's old, but you don't know who's immunocompromised out mm-hmm. of these people. So you spread it to them. Now they yeah. won't, their chances of surviving it is zero to none. Like Some it's, people. it's unless they go under really good medical care, which let's face it in the United States, it's not that good. You know, I don't know like, if someone, I mean, you compromise would come to a rally. You know, I feel like people who know they're sick <laughs> will stay yeah, at home mostly. And people who feel like they're healthier. will go out and meet Joe. <laughs> but I think okay. that we can take, we can take that same concept and add it mm-hmm. to every aspect of life. I mean, we have, I don't know how it is there when it comes to gang violence, but we have gang violence out here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who's to say that the person you come in contact with doesn't have gang violence? Who's to say that you, the person you doesn't come in contact with is, you know, suffer from some type of mental uh, disorder and they, and they kill you? Who's to say that the person driving next to you is not under the influence and they crash into you? So we can use that same analogy for every single aspect. And I think that we should be cautious in every single aspect of life. But I don't think we should shut the entire country down because of one facet of life that people feel is more important than every, every other facet. I mean, it's priorities. At the end of the day, yeah, it's it's all about priorities. If priorities. You think this is, you think that this is what like is the right thing to do? Again, that's your opinion. I can't change mm-hmm. it. I can't, mm-hmm. you know. But from what I believe is that uh, 
the way the world, or specifically since, you know, we're talking about the United States today, the way the United States is dealing with virus healthcare and uh, epidemiology. Especially in California, because, I mean, California is kind of the hot zone. Is it not in the world right now? Uh, it's not. I think, uh, I think New York is. New York still? Okay. New mm-hmm. York. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. Yeah, uh, what else is there to, to like talk about? So we talked about healthcare. We talked about job opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Can you just can you just move a little? I wanna because uh, I'm literally basing it off of the stuff that's behind. <laughs> Community <laughs> no, relations. <laughs> nah, but uh, okay. So, so as as well for our Spotify listeners, we have uh, what seems for like what Joe is running for or mm. what he stands for in his campaign is. Read him. Yeah. Would you like to say it? You wanna you wanna tell us or. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, it's getting back to the basics, which is why I have like a, a five-point plan, and that's uh, create, uh, you know, quality jobs and housing. We have to rebuild our city. Quality education is always a must, and uh, building the community relations between the law enforcement and our communities. That's the that's a definite plus. And then mm-hmm. having some type of financial literacy education, so we can start to build generational wealth. Like the basics that that, that you need to be a productive society. Amazing. And no one's talking about it. You can't have one without mm-hmm. the other, unfortunately. Yeah, nobody will ever talk about that. Because everybody <laughs> everybody wants to be mad about stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Education? Who needs to teach people? Finances, right? <laughs> Why? <laughs> right? We can be Why? mad at stuff, right? No, that's, I mean, it's great, Joe. No, I, I agree. We need to educate people because the more educated the people, the better our society and all aspects of yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Creating uh, opportunities for people is definitely true. All right. Well, I think we've reached the time. Have we reached the timestamp? We yeah, have. Yes, sure. we, we, we are. Have? It's been, okay, it's been well, a, an hour. Yeah, Thank you, Joe, a, for is, your time, really. Of, I know you're a busy guy. Wait, Joe, can you just tell us what time do you wake up today? Can you give us a brief schedule? It's 11 right now. We've yeah, like what's, what's the life of a yeah, politician? Like, uh-huh. I honestly want to know. <laughs> I think that my life as a, as a person getting involved in politics is different from everybody else's because <laughs> serving in the military, like I'm used to waking up early. Like I woke up mm-hmm. at 3 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And uh, normally I get up at three, uh, between three and four is when I get up, but I woke up at 3.30 today because I have a lot of things to catch up on, tons and tons of emails to respond to and, you know, uh, getting my team prepared so we can knock out the entire week going over things, uh, briefs and, you know, interviews, what we have scheduled for the next upcoming weeks, how we can continue to move forward, raise money, get the word out. So amazing. Elections are coming close. Oh yeah, they are. Uh, Joe Collins for congressman is that what you're, congressman, right? Is that the yeah. term they use in the states? I'm not. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Joe Thank Collins you, for Joe. congressman. Please vote for Joe. I support Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you for talking to us. I just Thank want to say it's really yeah. cool that we have like you were able to come in, open questions, right? You're able to talk about anything, and you're just open-minded, and it's like you don't see these kind of conversations with like major politicians. So really you appreciate don't. it, Joe. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank I think you. I think what Joe brings to the table is something all politicians can learn from, which is honesty. Mm-hmm. Just be brutally honest. Doesn't be. I don't care if it goes against what my beliefs are. If you're honest, the amount of respect there just increases, and that's how people should view it. So much respect to you, my guy. I, I wish you all the best. Uh, is there anything you'd like to shout out? Yeah, um, my website is JoeCollinsForCongress.com. You can follow me on Instagram, we'll and Facebook at CollinsForCongress43. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Collins 43rd and uh, Ali and Ali I appreciate you guys hitting me up and asking me to be on your show well we appreciate (laughs) you for coming man that's amazing so uh, 
if you reach this part of the video, please subscribe. You know what to do. These things are great. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you've watched any of our old episodes, but this is generally how we sign out. It's uh, <laughs> salute to cover the cab. So peace. <laughs>